is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and All right, some tough calls for Fantasy Week 2. Who are you nervous about starting? Can you go with Marcus Mariota? Can you go with Terrell Pryor this week? We'll tell you about it right now on the Fantasy Football Today podcast. I'm Adam Azer, at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R on Twitter. Come on, follow me. I don't want to have more tweets than followers. Jamie Eisenberg doesn't have that problem, at J-A-M-E-Y Eisenberg. What up, Jamie? What's going on, buddy? Made a trade this morning, my first of the year. Big one. Was It, it wasn't really that big of a trade. Well, I mean, look, you got a uh, quarterback that you need, I guess. A quarterback that I need and probably won't use for a little while, a uh, few weeks, Carson Wentz. I gave up Theo Riddick in a standard scoring league, a league in which I believe Theo Riddick is pretty useless. Well, what if Amir Abdullah mm-hmm. gets hurt? I knew you were going to say that. Right? I own Amir Abdullah, and I, I had the same situation last year where I owned Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick. And in that situation, Theo Riddick was a must-start guy in PPR. He was probably like top 10 or 12, I'm guessing, uh, in PPR rest of season after the Abdullah injury. But in standard, useless. I mean, flex at best. His whole value is the, is the passes, the catches. So I traded Riddick. Well, I mean, he scored a touchdown last week, though. On my bench, because I'm never going to feel comfortable starting him in a standard scoring league. Unless Abdullah gets hurt. But you know what? I don't play scared, Jamie. Abdullah's going to be fine, and I needed a quarterback because I have Carson Palmer and Eli Manning. Great the and trade. the running backs are who? Oh, Paul Perkins, uh, Amir Abdullah. Then it gets better. Mike Gillisley. And... That's the one you drafted McFadden, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I have one other decent one. Eh, you know what? YOLO. Uh, you you want to give me a grade? Uh, C. Fine, fine. I like Carson Wentz, though. I I think, you know, his next four games are against the Chiefs on the road, the Giants, then the Chargers, that might be a start, and then the Cardinals. Uh, Gets easier after that. So um, I think, you know, after like four weeks or so, (laughs) the trade will pay off. Welcome, everybody. Let's talk uh, tough matchups. Do some buy or sell. Read some emails. FantasyFootball at CBSI.com. And fantasy football's back, so FanDuel is back. I won't have Carson Wentz in my FanDuel lineup, but you can sign up and use our promo code CBSPOD when you sign up and get a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel and use that code CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. So one of the guys that we're going to talk about later, Jamie, is CJ Anderson because here's the stat of the day for you. If I asked the average NFL fan, if I asked me just a few weeks ago, hey, Adam, Hey, dude. Uh, you look great. Thanks. Who, which team allowed the fewest rushing yards in the NFL last season? I wouldn't have said Dallas, but it was Dallas. They allowed the second fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. They saw the fewest rush attempts per game. That's a big part of it. They were second best in time of possession. But dating back to last season, and now with week one, it's 11 straight games. A running back has not had more than 67 rushing yards. Against the Cowboys, only two have had more than 50 yards. One of them being Le'Veon Bell. Uh, that's pretty amazing. And does it give you a little pause with C.J. Anderson this week? No. Um, I, I think you just look at what his workload's probably going to be. 
And I don't know if Dallas will dominate time of possession here. So they'll win time of possession. I don't know if they'll dominate time of possession. So look, Anderson had 20 carries in a game where Charles still had, what, 10 plus? So they're going to give him work. And you'll always buy into work. So I think when you told me the stat yesterday, I said 60 and a touchdown is, is feasible for Anderson. I'll buy into that. Oh, you'll buy into 60 and a touchdown. But is he going to get 70? Is he going to be the first in 12 games to get 70 rushing yards? I, I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking at Dallas's run defense, you know, especially with all the new guys that they have and judging them after one game when it's the Giants and Paul Perkins. Mm-hmm. So the group they had last year was, was good, but new middle linebacker, new defensive front. Well, they have Sean Lee, I mean, healthy and playing great. Yeah, but he's one guy. And Jalen Smith is, is party plays on first and second down. It's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, you know, everybody's got CJ Anderson around 15th this week. So I'll be starting CJ Anderson, but I just was surprised by that stat. Um, who are you, you know, last week I just gave terrible advice. Just terrible. I who are you excited about a flex? I said John Brown, Robbie Anderson, and Bilal Powell. I'm going to be flexing this week. I was excited about them. I thought they had good matchups. Um, so I'm not going to give any this week. So who are you excited about Jamie Eisenberg as flexes this week? Uh, I hope John Brown's healthy because I do like his situation. The the ran, the Colts gave up, uh, I think it was seven plays of 20 yards or more Whoa. against wow. the Rams. So I originally was going to put John Brown in the sleeper section of starts it, but he's got this quad injury again. And as we know with the sickle cell trait, it might be hard for him to uh, – to play at, at the level that he's capable of playing, if he plays at all. Um, Chris Hogan, uh, without Danny Amendola in the game against the Saints, as we saw, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, I think they're still open from last week. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Cooper Cup, uh, I'm really excited about him. I, I think it's going to be a situation where Sammy Watkins is going to see a lot of Josh Norman, and so Cup should be able to make some plays. As we saw, I don't know, it's you know, it's kind of fluky, but Nelson Aguilar as the slot guy got eight targets for the Eagles. So Cup could have uh you know chance to build off his week one performance. Um trying to think of some running backs. How about Jacquez Rogers? Yeah, I have him as a number two guy, so if you need him as a flex, uh certainly he's 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 in the uh in, in the starting conversation. Uh Thomas Rawls looks like he's gonna play against the 49ers. They're down a linebacker. He could have an opportunity. Um I think if you're stuck and you picked him up or b- picked up both these guys, Crowden Williams and Tariq Cohen, Williams is gonna get the, at least a start against the Colts. And they gave up 15 fantasy points to Todd Gurley, as well as Tariq Cohen with the chance to uh, see a significant amount of playing time and targets in that game against Tampa Bay. All right, we'll talk more about matchups uh, in a little bit. Second half of the show is going to be tough matchups. Next, uh, tomorrow's show is going to be start or sit for every game. But uh, first half of this show is going to be some buy or sell. And some emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Let's go through the news and notes real quick. Uh, there aren't that many. Josh Gordon, according to his trainer, Tim Montgomery, a former Olympian, Josh Gordon will be out of rehab in a week, and, and, uh, Montgomery is optimistic that the NFL will reinstate Josh Gordon. Do you think it makes any sense to add Josh Gordon and stash him? Uh, we play in a 24 team league. He was picked up in that league. Um, I think if you're in, you know, deep dynasty league, take a flyer. Um, but at this point, you're, you're hoping for hope. And 12-team league, maybe even 14-team league, certainly 10-team league, you're not taking a chance on Josh Gordon right now. All right, this is what Broncos coach Vance Joseph said about his running backs. He said, 
We're figuring it out to have three good backs and only one football. That's an issue. And when Devontae Booker comes back, we're going to have four. We're figuring it out. It's a work in progress. But he also kind of said, you know, C.J. Anderson's going to get his. Do you think C.J. Anderson just season long is um, is in jeopardy of not getting the touches we were hoping for? No. No. Good. I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll rephrase. Yes, he's he's potentially in jeopardy of that, but at this point you got to bank on him getting the the workload until he gets hurt. So as of now he's good to go. Keep him keep him locked in. Uh now there was an interesting uh quote from an NFL spokesperson Joe Lockhart. He said, "Quote, it is possible, but I don't know that I would go so far as to say likely." End quote. About Ezekiel Elliott playing the rest of the season. So Lockhart has opened up the possibility that the suspension could happen later this season. Of course, this is an NFL spokesperson, so I, I don't I don't know what his motivation is, and I don't know that we know anything. But it's not. But we know that it's not completely impossible that Ezekiel Elliott doesn't get suspended later this year. Still, most likely that it's next year, Jamie. You think? I would just go on that assumption, but with anything with with legal stuff, you never know. So just. Keep an eye on it, and if uh, if you're nervous and somebody's willing to give you amazing value, then maybe you try and flip them. Jordan Howard has a shoulder injury. Does it seem serious? I don't think so. John Brown dealing with a quad injury, and that could be serious just because of the sickle cell thing, uh, the sickle cell trait that he has, and that could you know force his injuries to linger. Cincinnati wide receiver John Ross has a chance to play tonight against Houston. John Ross is 19% owned. Not a certainty that he will play, but do you think that John Ross should be owned in more than 19% of leagues? Yes. What do you think? No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You don't? No. Okay. Um, good news for the Patriots. Bad news for Mark Ingram. Dante Hightower, he left with that injury in week one. looked pretty bad. He might actually be able to play this week. The Rams are going to get Aaron Donald back. It seems almost certain he's on track to play this week against the Redskins. Uh-oh, Rob Kelly, you'll be in the show a little bit later. Jamie, do you expect Odell Beckham this week, Monday night against the Lions? Yes. Do you expect Danny Amendola? No. All right. That's why I you still like pick him up. Chris Hogan. Yes, you could still pick up Danny Amendola. All right, one more note before we get into buy or sell. If you want to watch an extra game this weekend, you're sitting there on Sunday, you got something on TV, maybe you're watching Red Zone or whatever, you're not watching CBS for some reason, um, you can stream on your, you can stream on any device. The NFL game on CBS, go to CBS All Access, your local NFL on CBS game. CBS All Access, computer, tablet, Apple TV, Roku, other streaming devices. Here's the URL. Go to cbs.com slash NFL to start your free trial. cbs.com slash NFL. I actually did this uh, last week. Had Red Zone on the TV. Had the Bills-Jets game on the laptop. And uh, it's pretty cool. cbs.com. Not cbssports.com. cbs.com slash NFL. Time for some buy or sell. Buy or sell from So Sublime. C.J. Anderson is top 10 this week and top 10 this season. C.J. Anderson. I will sell the first part. I will buy the second part. Ooh. I think you've heard me say it before that if he stays healthy, he could be a top five guy. Yeah. So I, I'm excited about the offensive line. I like what I saw in week one against the Chargers. The workload was there. If he scores a touchdown, we're talking about him. Oh my God, CJ Anderson. You I know, know. It's just we didn't have that. I talked about it with Dave, but what a freaking tease of, uh, of not, of not scoring the touchdown. 
He came so close so many times to scoring a touchdown. He even had one call back. He had one call back, right? Yes. It was a penalty? Holding? Yes. It was – I don't know if it was holding or – I think it was formation, but – Yeah, you're right. Illegal shift. So annoying. Damn you, C.J. Anderson. Another buy or sell from Calico Leo Moore. Butchered that one. Joe Mixon is a top 24 running back by the end of the season. Buy or sell? Buy. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have had him ranked where I did. Uh, I'm sure Dave and Heath feel the same way. Probably not Heath as much because he was a little skeptical of all the rookies. But um, I, I still think the best is yet to come. And, and as messy as that was in the in the game against Baltimore, he still led them in touches. Um, I'm hoping that they give him, you know, last week was 11 touches. Hopefully it's 15 on Thursday night. And then we start to progressively ramp him up. And so uh, I, I'm not I'm not selling that he's still going to be good. Are you worried? How worried are you? Everybody has to be a little worried about the Bengals' offensive line. It was so bad last week against the Ravens, and it will affect Joe Mixon whenever they finally turn him loose. Yeah, of course. It's a concern with Cincinnati. It's a concern with the Giants. It's a concern with the Seahawks. You know, any of these guys that you're hoping for, you know, and that it trickles down from everybody, you know, so – from Beckham with the Giants, you know, is Eli going to have enough time to get him the ball to the level that he needs it? Is Joe Mixon and A.J. Green going to suffer because of the Bengals? Is mm-hmm. is Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin and whoever the running back is going to suffer but, in but Seattle? But I, I so, feel yeah. like um, I feel like look, we saw it with the with Beckham last year. It's the same off. It's the same exact offensive line. No, I, line. I know, but if they had a better offensive line, imagine if Eli had a, oh, a half a second longer. Forget it. Yeah, it'd be great. And I I feel like I'm less concerned about wide receivers. Then I am I, right I, back. I understand, but I, I think it's just the, the the nature of any of these teams that have bad offensive line play that you're going to be a little bit concerned. And even look, we saw the Bears last week without Kyle Long. They got the numbers that you hope for. You know, Jordan Howard wasn't great, but he was good. Tariq Cohen was was good. Um, we saw uh, Isaiah Crowell. We've been talking about the offensive line all offseason. This is why Crowell's going to be good. Crowell's going to be good. And the Steelers manhandled that offensive line. Uh, yeah. Yeah, which is which is why we'll talk about Dalvin Cook a little bit later today. By the way, um, and another one that's a, that's a good example. Yeah, buy or sell from Keith Jared Cook in PPR: five targets, five catches, fifty-six yards. Jack Del Rio vowed to use the tight end more at the start of the season. Buy or sell Jared Cook? Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it if you're looking for a streaming option. This is not a bad week to trot him out there. Um, I probably have him ranked too low, so I'll adjust that uh, before the end of the day. But are you starting Jared Cook? Let's say over Hunter Henry, who. You know, five more catches, 56 more yards. I don't know how many targets, but it was at least one more. So, um. Oh, it, uh, Hunter Henry had zero targets. That's what I'm saying. It was at least one more. Oh, he had five. <laughs> so, he had five targets uh, last week. So, you Cook. know, uh, I'm, I'm not ready to drop Hunter Henry to pick up Jared Cook if that's where we're going. Uh, how about Dub Keekly? Uh, buy or sell Matthew Stafford is this year's Matt Ryan. Um, I'm going to sell that simply because Stafford was top 10 last year. He was top 10 the year before, and he was on pace last year to be the number six quarterback before he hurt his finger in week 14. So he's not coming from the depths of where Matt Ryan was coming from two years ago, but he could certainly be a surprise guy that you took as a later number one option. Um, is he, so, but he couldn't pot like uh, Ryan was the number two quarterback in fantasy last year. I, I can't see that happening with Stafford. Could you? Um, I would be surprised if it did, but would you be surprised if he's top five? No. So it, it, it's it's not a bad comparison, but it's just not, I think, the same. Like if you're going to point to somebody just coming from where they finished the year before to finishing in the top five, that guy's probably going to be either Cam or Russell Wilson. 
Uh, oh, as far as a Matt Ryan uh Yeah, in comp, terms of yeah. stinking the year before and then being great the next year. <laughs> I think you got to you got to wonder about Stafford this week. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh let's see. Do a few more here from Mark. Buy or sell just in general, Des Bryant. I'll still buy. I, I know last week was frustrating. This week could be frustrating. Things will get better. The targets were there. I think if I saw the stat correctly, and I, I, I'm sorry for not giving credit to where I saw it, but that he led all wide receivers in red zone targets or end zone targets. When? Um, last week? Yeah. Mm, could be. Maybe Cooper was better. Maybe he was top five. I'm not sure. I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. He did have a bunch of targets in the end zone. They just couldn't connect. So he's got a, he's got a shot to still be good. And, and I told you, there was that one play where um, uh, Dak overthrew him on a, on a crossing route in the end zone. Where he was open. If he catches that, we have a totally different conversation today. Yep. Uh, buy or sell from Nick. Corey Davis is a top 25 wide receiver. I'll buy that. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know if it's, uh, week to week consistency, but I like what I saw. I didn't expect him to get as many targets as he did in week one. Um, that's a great sign moving forward. And so it's a receiving core that's going to be in flux. Rashard Matthews is not going away. Eric Decker is still going to get better. Uh, Delaney Walker, you saw there was eight plus targets for all four of those guys. So that could be the problem, but he's the best of the bunch. And I don't, again, want to peg it because it's hard to live up to those expectations. But Odell Beckham had the hamstring injury in his rookie season. And then when Victor Cruz got hurt, I think it was week six. Um, maybe it was earlier than that, but, uh, Beckham was a monster as we know the rest of that season. And last year it took Willie Sneed having the toe injury for Michael uh, Thomas to take off and be great for the Saints. Two guys that were considered, you know, high-end rookies coming into the, the draft. Um, Davis is that guy. And so hopefully Mariota and Davis start to click. But this is going to be a tough week for that that passing time. Well, I, I love where you're going with that. And Davis is 76% owned. I'll just say two things. One, his next three games are the Jaguars, the Seahawks, and the Texans. So, I don't know. Could be tough sledding. After that, you get the Dolphins, the Colts, and the Browns. Just think about it. If you don't want to own Corey Davis right now, there's a good chance that he doesn't do much over the next three games, and and maybe he's available for three great matchups after that, or maybe he does fine, and it, you know it gives you like six for sixty nine, like he gave you last week, and he's and he's just fine in PPR. In other words, Corey Davis seventy two percent owned is somebody that I'd be looking at. Um, we didn't talk about him much on on Monday show because he was owned in too many leagues, but but you know the argument you make for Corey Davis, I. Is it just the injury thing? Like why why is everybody so down on on John Ross? He was a top ten pick. He's fast as hell. He could be the number two wide receiver for Cincinnati. Maybe not yet, but in a couple weeks. Why is everybody so down on why why is there such a difference between Corey Davis and John Ross? He John Ross to me feels like Tavon Austin, where I don't know if he's uh elite level wide receiver. He could be a great playmaker. He could be a difference maker from time to time. Big play here, big play there, you know, however it happens. Um, I just don't see him being a six to seven plus target guy, a five to eight catch guy, and certainly consistently that 60 plus yard catch range. It just doesn't feel like he's going to be that type of player in this offense when you have the type of talent that they have already with AJ Green and Tyler Eifert and even Brandon LaFell and, and Tyler Boyd. All right, last buy or sell is from Brock. Buy or sell, Adam will be a Vikings fan after they upset the Steelers. Hashtag skull. Uh, if the Giants lose to the Lions. They won't. And the Vikings win. They, w- yes. they, uh, they won't either. 
But, you know, I, I am sorry to all the Vikings fans, but I have a new team this year in case you missed it. I announced it during the preseason. Do you even remember who my new team is this year? Um, the Titans? The Falcons. You remember Falcons. why? Wow, bandwagon. No, it has nothing to do with the team. Do you remember why? No. They have a new stadium. They have the cheapest concession prices in professional American sports. They have like $2 mm-hmm. hot dogs, dollar water. I love that. I think that is so admirable. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that, Falcons. It's just the, the whole thing with the Chick-fil-A is very strange. What's that? Oh, they can't serve it because it's Sundays? That they, that they would put a Chick-fil-A in an NFL stadium that they can't open on the biggest day that, that they're there. They have one and they don't open it? Yeah. Oh, that's, that is weird. You don't have to go to Chick-fil-A because I'm giving you better food, everybody. Tonight's going to be a football night. Before that, it's going to be a Blue Apron night. I'm actually very excited to cook. going to make some steak tonight. If you like cooking, you'll love Blue Apron. If you like food, you'll like Blue Apron. If you like free food, you're going to love this offer. BlueApron.com slash football. Get three free meals with free shipping. You'll be able to give this a shot at a discounted rate. BlueApron.com slash football. So tonight it's going to be steak. On Tuesday, I made some chicken with brown rice and corn and some shallot. Um, Blue Apron is great for many reasons. One, it costs less than $10 per person per meal. So if you order a week's worth of Blue Apron, three you get three meals for two. So that's basically six meals every week. That's basically going to cost you as much as going out to dinner with your significant other or a buddy one time. Uh, it gets delivered right to your door. They give you exactly what you need, no more, no less. The meals are easy to make, and they're so good, and there's so much variety. Uh, I love Blue Apron. I, I really, really do. You will, too. Get on this. This offer is great. Check out this week's menu, and your first three meals are free with free shipping at blueapron.com slash fantasyfootball. Blueapron.com slash fantasyfootball. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. One team name Tuesday on a Thursday from Lego... Padawan. Kenny Galladay, word son. I mean, <laughs> any chance you get to sing. How'd I do? It was good, but Thanks. any chance you get to sing, it's like amazing. What a great guitar riff. Oh, man. That song just rocks right from the start. I love it. That's a good team name. Kenny Galladay, word son. Uh, we'll read some emails before we get into the tough matchups. Fantasyfootball at CBSI.com. Andrew from NOLA. I play in a very deep 14-team PPR league. Uh, can I start both Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen? I mean, if if last week's indication of how they're going to use both, then yes. You know, it uh, it's not ideal, clearly. And this is a much different defense that they're facing. Um. But yeah, they're gonna get Cohen touches. They need help in their passing game, with their receiving core being what it is. So yeah, I wouldn't be afraid of it. Fourteen team PPR. I mean, that's exactly what our podcast league is, and that's a league where I have Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick. I think this is a similar situation, of course, with a much better running back than than Abdullah. But uh, is like, who would you rather have rest of season in PPR, Cohen or um, or Riddick? Uh, I'll take Cohen with the thought of him being a little bit more explosive. Maybe not as a pass catcher, but just more explosive. Okay. Email from Patrick. Dear Danny, Luke, Matthew, and Jessica. I I thought that was biblical, but I don't know any Jessica. Of course, I don't know much about the Bible. Danny, Luke, Matthew, and Jessica. Mm, Hmm. The Defenders? 
a Netflix show? Uh, Marvel's Defenders. You're supposed to know the comic book stuff. You need to step up. Uh, rank these rest of season. Winston, Mariota, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. No. Mariota, Winston, Roethlisberger. In that order. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, already? Roethlisberger over Mariota. Uh, this is from Mario, not Mariota. My buddy wants DeAndre Hopkins from me. He's offering Christian McCaffrey. Um, and either Corey Davis or Jamison Crowder. So would you give up Hopkins? I know Jamie would probably have Crowder. So would you give up Hopkins for McCaffrey and Crowder? Yes. In standard, would you do that? Yes. Okay. From Tanner, my starting running backs are Carlos Hyde and Lamar Miller. I'm not thrilled about it, but I have Odell, Jordy, Tyreek Hill, and Pryor. Odell, wow. Odell, Jordy, Hill, and Pryor. Should I consider... Trading Jordy Nelson for Kareem Hunt to upgrade. You yes. Yeah? You think so? Yeah. I mean, look, you're in the situation where you can afford to do that. And it would give you a little bit more stability at the running back position. I don't think you're bad there. But clearly there's some questions about the two guys that you have. So get yourself a stud. And your your receiving core takes a little bit of a hit, but you're certainly covered there. Yeah. You know I, what I'd do, I, though, first? I would try and maybe sell Tariq Hill. Tariq, yep. I'm okay with overpaying for running backs. As soon as you know you have an idea, it's kind of tricky on draft day, but you know, once you get an idea of who you're going to buy into at running back, I'm okay overpaying, uh, at that position. If you consider Jordy Nelson an overpay, which I, you know, probably is a little bit. Angel from Milwaukee, 12 team PPR, dear Aaron, Brett, Don, and Bart. Those would be Packers quarterbacks. They would. Pick two. In PPR, uh, let's see if you had the same answer I had. I think I responded to this email. Um, pick two, Mark Ingram against the Patriots, Terrence West against Cleveland, Tyreek Cohen, Cohen against Tampa Bay. I'd bench Cohen there, but they're all kind of the same. <laughs> I, I said bench Ingram in PPR. I mean, he still led them in catches. I don't see that going away. But how many did he have? Like three? Five. Oh, you had five? That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Mike from a suburb of Chicago, not named Aurora or Naperville. <laughs> that's that's a Dave thing. Uh, Ten team half PPR. Derek Carr or Jameis Winston this week? Uh, Derek Carr. Jeff Davis says, "Love the pot on Wednesday. You guys going at it about Skittles Lynch overall is awesome. Glad to hear you guys have some great exchanges. But did I actually hear Jamie say he prefers Cooper Cup to John Brown in PPR? I felt like that got glossed over without discussion." I'd love to hear more on that take. Did you say that, Jamie, that you prefer Cup to Brown? Yes, for this week, yeah. Okay, you want to expand a little bit? Well, I, I just think what I, I like what I saw. Uh, you know, it's a continuation of the preseason, a continuation of training camp. And I, I think we're going to see, you know, there, there's a, a, some uncertainty with John Brown as it's starting to creep up with the quad issue again. So he had a great target number in week one, nine targets, and – you talked about this uh, yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, with the uh, with the David Johnson injury. There's more on the passing game's plate, and so that should help John Brown. And he even got a carry in that game. So um, I like both guys, but given what is potentially happening to these two teams, I would feel a little bit more comfortable with Cooper Cup right now. Okay. And uh, is that a rest of season thing, or is that a this week thing? <sighs> I. I... I don't want to give up on John Brown yet, but with the injury, it just makes me feel nervous. So 
I'll, I'll say Cooper Cup rest of season right now. And we have one from Derek. Two really tough calls this week. Do I start Mariota or Carson Wentz? And do I go with Tyrell Williams or Des Bryant? I like Wentz better than Mariota, and I like um, Tyrell Williams better than Des Bryant. Wow. All right, that's a good email to segue us into some tough calls for this fantasy week. And, uh, you know, it's it, – you guys really did a pretty good job with the wide receivers last week. I mean, we had identified Demarius, Dez, and Keenan Allen as three players who were drafted as must-starts that had tough matchups. And Keenan Allen did score. But none of them really had very good games, and maybe you could have, maybe you did better with a running back at flex or a wide receiver at flex. So we'll, we'll take a look at uh, those types of matchups and who to avoid in FanDuel. And FanDuel is back, everybody. There are contests that start at just one dollar. There's fantasy football for everyday fans with new contests starting every week. And our promo code when you join, when you sign up for FanDuel is CBS Pod. If you click the Join Now button on FanDuel.com and you enter CBS Pod, you're getting free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. I'll tell you more about that in a second. But, you know, I really enjoy playing. We all really enjoy playing on FanDuel. We talk about it all the time. I don't know how exactly to explain it, but it's just different from your seasonal leagues. It's I'm not going to say it's better or worse, but it's just so different. And if you love seasonal fantasy, you're going to love FanDuel. You're playing more fantasy, but you have a different type of ownership on the team. And that's what I think is really cool about it. Uh, and you're not binded by your injuries, your matchups. You get, you get to really kind of out, try to outsmart other people. In that respect, it is better, uh, you know, than the seasonal. And I, I really enjoy FanDuel with, with that angle of it. It's like saying, okay, I'm going to be better at identifying the good matchups than you are, loser. Now bring it on. So, again, sign up on FanDuel, playing any type of contest you want, high stakes, low stakes, whatever, and use the promo code CBSPOD. You get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. FanDuel.com, promo code CBSPOD, void where prohibited. Week two tough calls. Let's start with a disappointment from last week, Mariota, who scored 18 fantasy points thanks to a rushing touchdown against Oakland. And um, after allowing 23 fantasy points to Mariota in Week 8 last year, the Jaguars did not allow more than 21 all season, or the rest of the season. Uh, that was about half the year. And only two quarterbacks scored more than 18. That was Tyrod Taylor and Andrew Luck. So, uh, you tell me. Starter sit Marcus Mariota this week. I would sit him if you can. I, I think this Jaguars defense is going to be really good. You know, we, we, we liked what they did with their off-season additions, and... It played itself out. Now, granted, the Titans' offensive line is much better than the Texans, and Mariota is much better than the combination of Tom Savage and Deshaun Watson. But I think this secondary can handle the Titans' receiving core, and if they can slow down the run, you know, I I, I don't think Lamar Miller was terrible, but um, the Titans' run game is clearly better than what Lamar Miller brings to the table at this point. So. They're not going to get 10 sacks. They're not going to stop the running game. But I think they're going to make it tough on Mariota. And so I I, I try to get away from it if you can. Like I have him in, in two leagues. I'm sitting him. I know in one, I'm just going through my lineups this morning. I'm sitting him for one for Alex Smith. I just think there's a little bit more upside with Alex Smith against the Eagles without Ronald Darby in there. And That's that's interesting. And you have him, you have way down on Mariota. You have him 18th. Dave has him 11th. Heath has Mariota 8th. So they're okay with him. 
I think it'll be, I think it's a fascinating matchup. Really is. Cause like you said, the offensive line is so much better. The Texans defense, the Texans offense is not good. And, uh, they got 10 sacks. <laughs> Jacksonville got 10 sacks last week. And it's not like Mariota played poorly. He didn't throw an interception. He just didn't throw a touchdown. Uh, and we were hoping for more against the Raiders. So yeah, it really okay. has nothing to do with how we played in week one. It's the Jacks. It's really more that this Jacksonville defense, I think, could be among the best in the NFL. I mean, there's not really a hole. Uh, yeah, I would, yeah. I mean, Boye and Ramsey could be great. The defensive line, you know, when you look, you know, you go name by name. There's a lot of talent there. A lot of, a lot talent. of talent. Miles Jack played great week one. All right. So you heard it. Jamie's got Mariota 18th. How about Carson Palmer coming off just 10 fantasy points with three interceptions at Detroit in week one? He's facing the Colts, who gave up 306 yards and a touchdown to Jared Goff on only 29 attempts. Palmer also lost his number two receiver from last year and about 800 receiving yards with David Johnson. Carson Palmer, tough call this week? Yeah, but I think you got to buy into matchup and situation, and he's probably going to be in the 40s of pass attempts. And so against this Colts defense, still down Vontae Davis, I'll still take my chances with him. Like I have him in a couple leagues where I drafted Andrew Luck. I'm still going to start him. So uh, it's it's not as with much confidence as I had before week one, but I'm not going to bail in this particular game. You know, if they're playing a tougher defense without Humphreys in there, without David Johnson, it'd be a little bit more concerning. But uh, I guess the one thing would be that would sway it from – the confidence level would be a healthy John Brown. You know, so Brown plays, uh, then he still should be a safe start, low inside. If Brown is out, then there should be a little bit more concern. All right, Jamie's got Palmer 11th, Dave 14th, Heath 10th. I'm going to start him over Eli. I'm going to I'm going to start him. I I haven't fully made up my mind. I think I'm going to start Palmer over Carson Wentz. I do want oh, to, yeah, right. I want to see Wentz. Uh, you have him back to back, but I want to see Wentz do it on the road. Um, against the good defense. He did it on the road against an, an okay defense, and he wasn't great last week. I'm worried about turnovers with Carson Wentz. Of course, Palmer Yeah, I think the picks. one thing that helps his cause is Eric Berry being out because now his best weapon can still be his yeah. best weapon. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right, Matthew Stafford. Is it a tough call on Stafford Monday night at the Giants? Absolutely. You know, and, and it's not uh, fair to judge Stafford fully on what he did against the Giants last year. It was week 15. It was the first game after he had the finger injury, which he hurt in week 14. So he was playing through that. I think it was 236 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. It was nine fantasy um, points. Huh? Nine fantasy points. Right. So it, it's he'll be better than that. But it's also not fair to say what he did last week is a sign of things to come against a very good defense coming off of a loss. The Giants defense was very good last week. It's hard to fault them with what happened in that game. Um, they were on the field a lot because the offense was bad. So Ezekiel Elliott wore them down with the run game. The Lions, I think, will be too one-dimensional, which will help the Giants' defense. And I think this is a game where Taylor Decker's injury will show up. The rest of the offensive line played great last week. But the Giants' pass rush is different than the Cardinals' pass rush. Secondary as a whole, different than the Cardinals' secondary. So I'm nervous about Galladay. I'm nervous about Marvin Jones. I'm still starting Golden Tate because he can avoid the two best corners for the Giants. But he's even a little bit concerning. So uh, it, it's going to be a little bit of a tough, tough go for Stafford. You know, I, I actually think that Beckham's availability will impact Stafford. Just if he doesn't play and I had to start Stafford, I'd be more confident if Beckham didn't play because I, I think the Giants offense will be pathetic again. And just more time of possession equals more fantasy points. 
Uh, but either way, you're probably not gonna not gonna want to start Stafford, right? No. Right. All right, and finally, I think Kirk Cousins at the Rams is is kind of tricky. Do you agree? Totally. You know, I had a conversation with um, Nick Costas, who's our uh, does our, a lot of our video hosts. He, he hosts. He's part of the Pick Six podcast. If you guys listen to that, and yes, you Nick should. Nick is uh, uh, a very uh, astute um, prognosticator when it comes to wages. Um, he <laughs> said after last week's game, he goes, "Oh, I'm gonna bet big on the Redskins." coming off of that loss and going into the Rams, going into Los Angeles, coming off the win. And I said, I'd be a little bit cautious about that because I do think Wade Phillips is going to turn this defense around. They're getting Aaron Donald back. And Sean McVay is now the head coach. He knows Kirk Cousins as well as anybody. And so he'll know his tendencies. Jermaine Johnson played really well. Yep. And, and so I think with – it's not – fair to fully judge the Rams defense because they played a pathetic offense. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to fully judge the Redskins because I still think they're working out the kinks. But I don't want to trust them working out the kinks on a long road trip against a defense that I think could be good, getting back their best player, not coming off of injury. And so that offensive line did not play well. Cousins was sacked four times. He had two fumbles, had the interception, which was, to me, uh stupid, bad call. Um, oh, right. So – I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's tough to say Cousins must start. I'm not gonna, if I, I, like in our podcast league, it's a 14 team league, he's my only quarterback, I'm not going away from him. I think he'll be in that 17 point range again like we saw last week. Cousins or Stafford? Stafford. Yeah? No, I'm sorry, Cousins, Cousins, Cousins. Cousins or Palmer? Palmer. Alright, so Cousins you have 14th, Stafford you have 17th. See where the other guys have cousins. David Heath, you're very different from David Heath this week. This is interesting. I would have loved to have gotten one of them on the podcast today, but hope, I think we should be back to normal definitely by Sunday night. If not by tomorrow, we'll have multiple guys on the show. Um, should, Fort Lauderdale office should be back up and running. Uh, knock on wood. All right. Those are some quarterbacks for you. Let's go to some running backs. You know what? Let's stick with that game and talk about Rob Kelly. 10 carries for 30 yards. You know, this is what scares me about guys that don't do anything in the passing game. Uh, you know, if you if you have a tough matchup, if you think your team's going to be trailing, and I I think the Rams are going to actually win this game. So do I. Uh, yeah, I'd be a little nervous about Rob Kelly. How about? And this was actually a suggestion of yours. I said anybody that you think is a tough call this week, and you you gave me Rob Kelly's name. What, what's what's your thinking on Rob Kelly? You have thirty first in standard scoring, and uh, Heath has twenty six. Dave has him fortieth. It's uh same thing. Defensive line is going to be better with the addition of Aaron Donald. I mean, imagine you're coming off this game where you destroyed the other team's offense completely. Forget about what the Colts are. You just you made them look like a like a college team. Mm-hmm. And then now you're getting arguably the best defensive lineman in football mm-hmm. back on your team. Yeah, it's pretty hot. <laughs> and and yeah. and the team you're facing has a bad line. I don't know if they have a bad line, but they have a No, but their, their line. offensive line looked bad. It's iffy. It's iffy. And uh, he's a sit, right? Rob Kelly? Yes. Yeah. You start Ingram over him? Oh yeah. Would you start Kamara over him in PPR? Yes. Ooh, and obviously you'll start Tariq. I'll Cohen. start Shane Vereen over him in PPR. Okay, alright. Alright, we're getting away I'll from Rob Kelly. I'll start Chris Thompson over him in PPR. Let's go to Seattle. Can Carlos Hyde? I didn't get a chance. I'm so mad. I'll, I'll do it for tomorrow's show. I didn't get a chance to do my research for this show. I want to see how every running back did at Seattle last year. I feel like Carlos Hyde actually did well. You'll know. Monster game. He did, right? Yeah. Starter said Carlos Hyde. I'd sit him if you can. Uh, Seattle coming off a loss. They're usually pretty angry after they lose. They're going back home. Um, 
uh, Hyde, uh, you, you brought this up. I think it was either Sunday or, or one of our shows about that he could be better in PPR than standard. That's something I think to look into. Um, and I do have him ranked higher in PPR than I do in standard. But if I can get away from Carlos Hyde this week, I'm going to absolutely do so because I think you're going to see the, uh, the Seahawks come out and this is the type of game where that defensive line with the addition of Sheldon Richardson and all the, you know, big players that they have on that front will impose their will and, and the crowd will get into it. They're going to get behind. It's going to be hard for Hyde, I think, to have a big game. He can still have a good game, but hard to have a big game. And same thing, you know, it's funny. Podcast League again. I have Carlos Hyde. I can't bench him. It's 14 teams, uh, 12 teams or 10 teams. I'm going to try and get away from him. Okay. Carlos Hyde is in the 40s for Dave and Jamie. Oh, no, 30s, 30s. And uh, 22nd for Heath. Would you start Joe Mixon tonight or Carlos Hyde? I would start Carlos Hyde still. Would you start Thomas Rawls or Carlos Hyde? Thomas Rawls. Isaiah Crowell at Baltimore. What's your thinking here? Nervous. Uh, Zeitler has a thumb injury. Sounds like he's going to play through it, but you know who knows what his full health and availability will be as the game progresses. And last week, I, I, I think I said this that Crowell made me nervous. It was hard to bench him, but it's the same thing. You know, the Ravens. I think they're the only team. I, I could be wrong, but uh, well, I guess they have to be the only one that shut out an opponent last week, right? Um, so week one. Nine quarters in the preseason. That's 13 quarters. Their first team defense has yet to allow a point. Bucks, the Bucks did not give up a point last week. That's right. The Bucks and the Dolphins did yeah. not give up points last week. Yeah. Um, I think that they're going to be in that backfield all day. They were in the, uh, the Bengals backfield all day and Deshaun Kaiser was sacked 10 times last week. Oh, I know. Great. So how would you rank Kelly, Hyde, and Crowell? Crowell, Hyde, Kelly. Would you rather start Tyrell Williams over any of them? Yes. Would you start Kelvin Benjamin over them? Yes. How about Des Bryant? Mm, not over Crowell, but over the rest, yes. Over Hyde and Kelly. All right, I want to talk about Dalvin Cook. You know, and it, it's so obvious, it's so easy to look at him and say, must start. Got 25 touches against the Saints last week, and I, I am starting him in the one league I own Dalvin Cook in, but I do want to point something out. He had eight carries for 79 yards in the fourth quarter. He had 16 carries for, I think, 38 yards in the first three quarters against the Saints. He wore down a really bad defense. I'm not, that's not a bad thing. It's a good recipe. But I do wonder if Cook's week one performance is a little overrated. And the competition is much different. And they could be trailing. So is Dalvin Cook at Pittsburgh a must-start to you? He is, but there are some scenarios clearly where you can bench him. Um, if your team, you know, you drafted Cook, you got Kareem Hunt a little bit later, you know, whoever else you may have on your team, if you feel more comfortable with, let's say, Mike Gillisley. There you go, yeah. Uh, you know, Terrence those, West? those type of guys. Huh? Terrence West? Terrence West is certainly in that conversation um, as well. I think Lamar uh, Miller versus Cook is really interesting. What do you think? I think there's probably more upside this week with Miller. That who you'd start? Yeah. All right. So Cook is a top 20 guy. But if he goes out and has a good game against Pittsburgh, it'll be really easy to buy into Cook. I'll, and if, if he has a bad game, it doesn't mean you don't have to buy into him. I mean, a lot of running backs could have bad games against Pittsburgh. They have a really, really good front seven. 
and uh, did a great job last week against Isaiah Crowell. Uh, all right, so Cook is a start. He's certainly ahead of Crowell and Hyde and Kelly. C.J. Anderson, I think we already talked about. He's uh, number two running back. Tevin Coleman. I, like I said last week, Tevin Coleman could probably be in the tough calls every week. Tevin Coleman against the Packers. The Packers and the Falcons played twice last year, and Coleman only played in one of those games. He did not have a very good game. The Packers against pass-catching running backs last year were very good. There was a guy who actually caught two touchdowns, and it was Devontae Freeman, oddly enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I never know how to feel about Coleman. He would give me headaches every week. Starter sit Tevin Coleman. I would sizzle. <laughs> um, I'd try and get away from him if you can, but you know a lot of people drafted him in that round five, round six range that don't really have a choice. So, you know, you just want to see more usage, but that's hard to say when they have Devontae Freeman. So, he's, if I recall correctly, I don't know this off the top of my head, but he's better at home than on the road. No. No, I actually looked that up this morning. He was better a lot road. better on the road, and and yeah. I'm just I don't buy that stat at all. That seems like a total fluke to me. Yeah, I I just for some reasons visions of him running well at home. You would think um, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think he's uh he's in the flex conversation. You know, borderline number two, but there there are a lot of guys I like better than. Yeah, in in Tevin Coleman's first five games, he had four games with seventy or more total yards. You get 70 or more total yards, you've got a pretty high floor. So he, sure. had, he did that in four of his first five games. And he did that in only three of his final 11 games, including the playoffs. Uh, there were some, you know, he was not always 100% healthy. But I'm glad I don't own Tevin Coleman. That said, if Devontae Freeman gets hurt, all of a sudden you've got, like, maybe a top five running back. I, that was the appeal. But uh, would you go Coleman or Hyde? I would go with Coleman. Would you go Coleman or oh, how any Jets receiver? Jets receiver? Yeah. As a flex? Mm-hmm. No. Bilal Powell? Bilal Powell, yes. Over Coleman? Okay. Uh, and then Jacquez Rogers. Jacquez Rogers facing the Chicago Bears this week. When he when Doug Martin was out, Rogers got a lot of work. What do you think? I like it. You know, I, I, I know the Bears defense played really well last week, but they're down Jarrell Freeman, who's out for the season with the pectoral injury. And like you said, when Rodgers got work, he was very good. So I am starting Rodgers in a couple leagues. I would consider him as a daily play because he's probably not going to be very owned and still might be cheap. So we lost out on what was one of his best matchups last week with the Dolphins oh, game. I know. This is still a good one. And so um, I, I'm, I'm still sticking with, uh, with Rodgers here. I hope they give him the same workload because in the five games with double-digit carries last year for Jacquez Rogers, he averaged 11.8 fantasy points per game in standard scoring leagues. If he did that over just 14 games, that would have made him the number 12 running back in fantasy. If he did that over 16 games, he would have been the number 9 running back in fantasy. So it just gives you an idea. Jacquez Rogers in those five games with double-digit carries, was performing like a top 12 running back. All right, we move over to the wide receivers. Sammy Watkins. Against the Rams, you mentioned Tremaine Johnson, good cornerback, did a nice job last week against T.Y. Hilton, but that didn't really count. Um, Sammy Watkins, oh, okay, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. I was thinking. I know where you're going with that. I was thinking Terrell Pryor. Let, yeah. Let's start with Terrell Pryor. Sorry. So we'll, we'll stick with that game. But um, Terrell Pryor, he had a terrible I was actually a little surprised at how high in the rankings he is for you guys when I saw this morning. Pryor is like top 15 for everyone. Not uh, me. He's not? Oh, he is in PPR. 
he's twenty second in standard for you. You might have to adjust PPR if you'd like. You have him twelfth in PPR, twenty second in standard. Uh, no, I have twenty third in PPR. All right, maybe I didn't. Let me refresh. Let's see if this works. Da 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 da. Okay, I, I must have a, a a caching issue. But go ahead, Jamie. Um, tell me about um. I know what I'm doing. I'm on. I'm on preseason rankings. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah, he makes he makes me nervous. You know, I I I think the upside is the targets were there. He had a couple situations where he could have made some big plays. So I'm not benching him across the board clearly, but I think there's like just in PPR for example, I have him ranked behind Adam Thielen. I I think just wow, going okay. off of how Thielen was used and what this game flow should be. Um, there could be an opportunity for more catches for Thielen if they both don't score. The ceiling favors prior, but I really think that the Rams are going to beat up this Redskins team a little bit and be in Kirk Cousins' face and not give him a lot of time to throw down the field. But you have him ahead of Dez, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry about that with the rankings. Uh, you can, it's actually a cool feature. You go to our rankings page on cbsports.com slash fantasy. Uh, you can still see our, our preseason rankings. And, uh, that's what I was on. But, so actually, the truth is, Dave and Heath are higher on Terrell Pryor. Dave has him as a top 10 guy. Heath has him as a top 16 guy. Uh, Sammy Watkins. So, Josh Norman. We got some good cornerbacks in this game. Do you think, um, Watkins is in trouble this week? Yeah, I, I, I think it's gonna be, uh, tough, tough go for him. You know, Alshon Jeffrey had a tough game last week, and they're kind of similar type players. You know, of, uh, Watkins probably is a, a better talent, but, you know they both are dynamic playmakers, so I, I'm I'm a little bit cautious about Watkins. Uh, he's more of a number three than a number two. You would have liked to see a better game week one. It's hard to say that it's fair to judge that because they were winning that game so easily. But he had one less target than Cooper Cup. Uh, Jared Goff is I you know this was our concern with Watkins. Is Jared Goff going to be the type of quarterback to challenge plays down the field and get Watkins the the level of targets the the go out and win a uh, a 50-50 ball, you know, that type of quarterback to help his receiver shine. And in, in a tough matchup, I think it's hard to say he's a must-start guy. So I'd like to see it from Watkins first. I hope I'm wrong. You know, I hope that this is the uh, this is the game where Watkins has that big performance and everybody says, let's go from this point forward. Would you go Watkins or Kerwin Williams? I'd go Kerwin Williams. Would you PPR, go, I'd go Watkins. Watkins or stay in this game with Jamison Crowder? I'd still go Crowder. You go Crowder? Okay. Yeah. Are, are you okay with Crowder this week? Uh, not as high as I was last week, but I, I, I don't know, and I hope it's not the case that this hip injury is a problem for him. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's gotta have a little bit of a prove it game too. Alright. Des Bryant at Denver. Is this two weeks in a row where we should sit Des Bryant? If you can. Is he a top 24 guy this week? No. Barely top 30 guy. Wow. A lot of good receivers, you know, so it's, uh, it, it's tough. Like there are a lot of guys that I like uh, and I like a lot, but, uh, Dez is kind of ranked where he's ranked by default. Yeah. So you have Bryant 29th. Dave has him 29th. Heath has Dez Bryant 20th. Um, would you? Heath always strikes me as I like this guy yeah. at a certain point and I'm not going to downgrade him too much. And he's very consistent with that. And I like that about him. Yeah. Heath. Would you say less influenced by matchups than you and Dave? Yes. Yeah. 
not a good or a bad thing. Just that's that's no. He's, he, like I said, I, I I respect that. That Heath is always going to be. Um, I told you to draft this guy. Here's why, and I'm not going to deviate from that too much. It's it's you know we've had a lot of fun arguments with that with Larry Fitzgerald and you know guys of that ilk that have had the ebbs and flows throughout the season. And Heath really doesn't panic too much. I like that you have Jeremy Macklin ahead of Des Bryant, Jamie. Excited about Macklin, you know. Yeah. Um, hard to say that week one's a fair comparison of how this receiving core will go because Flacco threw 17 passes, none to his tight ends. Danny Wood had got hurt. Uh, they will throw more this week. And, you know, you sent me a fun text message yesterday that I have Joe Flacco too low. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's so hard to trust him. Like, I don't know if I could set my lineup and say as much as I don't like Marcus Mariota and I don't like Kirk Cousins that I could start Joe Flacco over those guys. Yeah, I mean, Flacco, we'll, we'll get into it tomorrow. He's like 20th, around 20th for everybody. Uh, 22nd for Heath, 20th for Dave and Jamie. He had two good games against the Browns last year. They're the Browns. And the, the thing is, I don't think anybody was really surprised that he was bad against the Bengals. He's always bad in Cincinnati. So, you know, if you're desperate, it's not the worst thing. Maybe I can convince everybody to move him up in the rankings just a little bit. That would mean putting him ahead of Mariota and Prescott and Stafford. For Jamie, that's that's tough to do. Um, all right, sticking with wide receivers. Now you said you're going to start Golden Tate, and I honestly don't remember what the Giants did when they had a good slot guy. I feel like they moved Eli Apple to the slot, but they may have put C- Rogers Cromartie in the slot. I, he is going to get a good cornerback, although Eli Apple was terrible last week. He's rusty. Um, Tate played great. He had over a hundred yards against the Giants last year, but that was kind of his only good game against tough matchups last season. And Tate did not have a good game against a tough matchup last week. He's always better in PPR. So I'll just say in standard scoring— You said Tate did not have a good game last week? No, he didn't, did he? Tate had a great game last week. Golden Tate did? Yeah, he had uh, over 100 yards. I'm sorry. I don't. I, why did I think he didn't? Um, I don't know. Maybe I stopped watching in the third quarter. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, tell me— Yeah, what... he had like 11 targets in that game. Yeah, that's that's to golden tape for you. So, so do you think you expect similar from him uh, this week at the Giants? I don't know if he's going to get that, but I would say he's probably going to be in the eighty or ninety yard range, just based on how he's performed. After like we we talked about, you know, they had that stupid, stupid perf- way to open the season last year, where they just went away from him. And I understand why they were featuring some of the other guys, but um, yeah, I, I think he's he's a he's a safe number two. Yep. 10 for 107 on 12 targets. Damn it. Sorry about that, everybody. That's okay. Um, Look, we all, we all missed, uh, last week was, I, I know you weren't really impacted by it. I, I, I mean, I guess you had your, uh, your nerves because your, your family's in South Florida and they came up to stay with you, but, or to stay in, in the New York area. But last week was very tough. You know, I feel bad for Heath. I don't think he got a chance to watch any games. Um, Dave and I were kind of uh, all over the place. So we're all kind of catching up a little bit. Yeah. Dave, <laughs> Dave has a great story to tell. Uh, about a tree that uh, impacted him uh, a little bit. I'll, I'll let him tell it when we hear from him, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, Martavis Bryant, total dud last week. Can we pull the trigger on Martavis this week against the Vikings? I don't know if you have the stat in front of you, what I sent you about his numbers at home. I believe he's played 12 home games in his career, and he scored 11 touchdowns. <laughs> I know it's been so lopsided. They almost, almost all he's, of them are he's, coming home. He's Ben Roethlisberger's guy. When they're home, they're good. When they're on the road, they stink. <laughs> I don't know who's going to cover him. I mean, like, Terrence Newman cannot keep up with him. And Well, no, it's, uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna get his name wrong. Wayne is the last name. Oh, um, I okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, all right, so Martavis Bryant or Des Bryant? Oh, Martavis. Martavis Bryant or Golden Tate? Uh, Martavis. Uh, you really like Martavis this week? Yeah, I, I I know last week was frustrating. It's it sucked, but he'll bounce back. Okay. And uh Kelvin I mean, Benjamin. Give a guy give a guy a little bit of a break. He took a year off of football. I know, that's that's why I'm kind of a little concerned. Like I don't know can we just Or expect, he had a year, he didn't take a year off. He had a year off. Can we just expect him to to jump back in? Um we're talking about Trey Waynes, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I'm a I used to be a big Vikings fan, so I know. Plus I know how to look up a depth chart online. Uh Kelvin Benjamin Total dud, but he gets Buffalo this week, and they showed well against the Jets, but that was the Jets. This is a probably bad secondary. I'm hoping for a big bounce back here. Kelvin Benjamin. Um, I'm hoping for a bounce back. I, I don't know if he's uh, – I'm not as confident this week as I was last week, but he's still a, a number two receiver, and hopefully this is the, uh, the get-right game for him and for Cam. Okay, so Kelvin with one catch for 25 yards on five targets last week. Kelvin or Martavis? Martavis. Kelvin or Pryor? Uh, I'll take Pryor. All right. So they're both like low-end number twos. Mm-hmm. Start Kerwin Williams over Kelvin Benjamin? Start Kerwin Williams over Kelvin Benjamin. Start Buck Allen over Kelvin Benjamin? Yes. All right. I no, 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 no. Start no? Calvin. Calvin, okay. All right, I don't really think there are too many tough calls on tight ends, but we'll have to get to that tomorrow. i got to let Jamie go. He's got a flight to catch, and we'll talk to him in Fort Lauderdale tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. For Jamie Eisenberg, I am Adam Azer. Make sure you watch Fantasy Football Today live noon Eastern on CBSSports.com, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays, and check out our radio show, Ion Fantasy Football on Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern to midnight. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with some starter sit for every game, and we'll recap uh, a very boring Thursday night game. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.